So we act in accordance to what we believe. We will always act and think and feel based on what we believe to be true. So if you're stuck and you're like, I keep acting this way, it means your conscious mind wants to go in one direction, but it means what's underneath the surface, your subconscious programs and your beliefs are going in the opposite direction. I was born with cerebral palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Hey, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I'm your host. This show is for unconventional leaders. We want to celebrate those who are doing things outside of the box have come from unconventional backgrounds, lead in unconventional ways. Today is no exception because you know what's unconventional? Saying change doesn't have to take a long time. That you are not stuck. That you don't have to follow one certain path and you're doomed with this thing or that for the rest of your life. Our guest this week, Erin Files, says that change can happen actually pretty fast. And she discovered this by going through her own journey of feeling stuck. Erin Feel is the founder of the Mind Fix Group, has a track record of getting lightning fast results for her clients, and the results are permanent. Get that. Her work and words have been featured in books, magazines, podcasts, webinars, newspaper columns, and events and conferences, and she's given keynote talks and presentations on instincts and human behavior. Her signature program has an unheard of 95.6 success rate. That's awesome. And the average time it takes her clients to see measurable results in areas that they've been stuck in for years is just 10 days, y'all. 10 stinking days. Today we're going to talk about the difference between being driven and being an overachiever, how to create alignment between our subconscious and our conscious mind, and how we can literally change our minds. Y'all, I totally geeked out over this conversation because it's like this perfect blend of psychology and spirituality and just grit. But before we get started, if you know of anyone who feels stuck, maybe you've talked to them about that, they struggle with this idea of how do I stop self-sabotaging myself and actually make progress in my goals. If there's one person that sticks out in your mind right now when I say that, if you would do me a favor, take a screenshot of this and send it to them. We want to impact as many people as we can. Now let's get into this powerful interview with my friend, Aaron File. Um, I actually ran a web agency for 16 years. You know, got a master's degree in digital media and was off on this path. And what ended up happening is about 12 or so years into building this business, things were going amazing. It was all like perfect. And yet I had this feeling like I wanted to do something else. I wanted to do something more. Like I, I didn't want to do it the rest of my life, but I didn't know what else I could possibly do because it's all I'd ever done since my early 20s. I started the business straight out of grad school. What ended up happening is I ended up one day, woke up 
and had chronic pain out of nowhere. Like I stepped off my bike one day and there was this tiny little electric twinge in my ankle. I didn't think anything of it. And by the end of the week, I had chronic pain. So I was going to all of the doctors. I was seeing all of these specialists and I ended up in a brain surgeon's office, like within six months being told, don't know what's going on with you. Go get back surgery. Go see this specialist. I was getting thrown around everywhere. Um, nobody could figure anything out. What was nothing. And so it was, it just became hopeless and I felt helpless and nothing I did worked. So I started to see a therapist and because I was getting so severely depressed and had so much anxiety that my life was going to be like this forever. And, um, it wasn't until the therapist looked at me and said, you know, your, your lens, like the way that you see life is so dirty and so clouded and so just you're messing your, your life up, but it's not your life. It's you. It's what's going on up here. If you can change this, you could probably change almost everything that's going on outside of you. And nobody had ever really explained that concept to me before, even though I had an undergraduate degree in psychology. And so I said, okay, okay, I want to change what's going on up here. But it's like, it's locked in there. I've, I've gone to therapy for years. I've read all the books. I've read all the self-help stuff. I've done the courses. It's locked in here. I've had the same stuff like you know, my self-worth depends on how much I achieve. And if I take it easy, then I'm being lazy. Like, how do you actually get me to change that in here? Like, I know the concepts, I intellectually understand them. How do we change that in here? And she couldn't answer me. So the way that I ended up doing what I'm doing now is I set out to answer that question. I was like, I need to change what's going on up here and in here or I'm not going to make it. Like uh, this depression is getting worse. I'm not going to make it if I don't change. So I spent um, about a year, year and a half flying around, becoming my own science experiment, exploding lots of things. And, and I stumbled upon what I see as this magic formula that allows people to rapidly change the, what's, what they, a lot of people think has been hardwired into them. So it was by a total accident that I ended up doing what I'm doing now. So before we hear about the formula, I wanted to know, you said a couple of things. You said uh, that you were that you were driven and that uh, you kind of had this fear or anxiety around being lazy. And I can relate to that so much. And I think our listeners can too. And I was wondering, what is the difference between being driven type A personality and that's just yes. a natural state and then also it being like an unhealthy thing? Where's the line? Oh, that's one of the best questions. So what I found out, I was tying my sense of self-worth to what I achieved. And with some of my clients, I see their self-worth depends on how much they work. It's literally the volume of work. You know, if I don't work a lot, I can't make a million dollars, but only work five hours a week. That's not possible. I have to work hundred hours a week. Mm -hmm. um, so what happens is you get into trouble when your drive is actually a compulsion because your self-worth, like my importance, my worthiness as a human being is based on what I achieve and or how hard I work. And you know it's a problem if I ask the question, what makes me valuable is blank or what makes me important is blank or what makes me worthy is blank. And if you fill that in with working hard or achieving something, you know that it's tied directly to your sense of self. 
And the reason why that's a problem is if you stop working hard, if you get in a car accident and you're in the hospital for six months, you are going to feel unworthy. You are going to feel not valuable. If you don't work long hours and you start to experience all the success in life and in business that you've been dreaming of, but you have a belief that what makes you important is working long hours and working hard hours, you're not going to be able to stop. So when you tie something to your sense of self-worth, it becomes a compulsion and you can't stop. The moment you slow down or stop, your sense of self, your importance, your value feels to you like it's dropping. So then you have to keep doing this just to feel like you're okay. And that's where it's dangerous. It's beautiful to be a driven person. But can you go and can you take a week off and relax? And if not, if you're like, no, I'm not important. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. And that starts to drop. That's when you know there's probably something that's not healthy going on. And it's not a drive. It's actually a compulsion. So the last thing I'll share is when you have a drive, you still have a choice. still can take it easy. You can still be okay when you don't achieve something. When you have a compulsion, you can't stop. Mm. You're on the hamster wheel forever. That takes it takes a lot of self awareness because, like you said, this stuff is embedded in us from years and years and years and years and years of conditioning. And so, even becoming self aware enough to say, "Hey, this is a compulsion. This is a problem." Like, how do we how do we know? I mean, if this is something we're so used to being, oh no, Aaron, this isn't. No, you know, like, how do we know? <laughs> That's a great question. I had no idea. It wasn't until. Yeah. This therapist is sitting here. She didn't have an answer for me, which is why I had to figure it out for myself. But mm-hmm. when she's like, you, your sense of who you are as a person is so tied to what you achieve. And I was like, no, I'm just driven. She's like, you are miserable right now because you can't achieve anything. You can't compete. You can't do your athletics. You can't race. You can't build your business. So you're not able to achieve. That's been taken away from you. And your sense of life and yourself and who you are and your importance to the world has completely imploded. You are so miserable because that one thing has been taken away. So my friend, um, Jenny, she had her sense of self was tied to uh, what makes me important and valuable is helping others. So she shattered her a while back and because she couldn't take care of her family or her clients for a little bit and people had to take care of her what makes me important and valuable is helping others she couldn't help others the psych like psychologically she was so defeated and miserable and stressed because for a little bit she couldn't help others so oftentimes we start cracking around the edges and it's people outside of us that act as mirrors and start showing us that hey your drive isn't healthy you're working so hard you're not seeing your kids you're working so hard that you forgot our our anniversary that i told you about three times last month um you are trying to achieve X and you have been destroyed for two weeks because you didn't. That's not okay. And sometimes it's people pointing to us that what you're experiencing is not how other people are. Like that's not healthy. You have this revelation yourself and you didn't necessarily get the answers there. And you said, I'm going to be my own science experiment, which I love that because I think now you have conviction to speak about this because you lived through it yourself. And somehow you stumbled across this formula, this this program that you now teach. How did you stumble across the answer and what is it? 
So it's, it's less of a formula and more of an experience. I'm not able to teach it. I still can't really do it on myself. It's something that has to be done with somebody one-on-one. So what I found out the hard way is <laughs> I kept trying to do what I had done my whole life and very quickly realized, wait, this doesn't work. I kept trying to change my mind with more information. I actually started out by reading more books And so I was reading about how you can convince yourself of other things. And I was reading about affirmations. And if you just tell yourself something over and over, you can change your mind. Um, But I kept collecting more and more information. And all I felt was overwhelmed. I didn't, I just, I had all these books and I'd forget half of what it was. And then other ones had, here's the six month thing that you have to do in order to change your mind. And you got to do it for half an hour every morning. Otherwise it doesn't create the new neural pathways in your brain and it won't work. And there, I just felt overwhelmed. And what I realized is I was really trying to change everything in my conscious mind. And that's just like 5% of, of, of our total mind. So much of the, of, of our challenges and our daily life and what we do and how we feel comes from our subconscious mind. And it's outside of our conscious awareness. It's like 95% of us is driven by the programs and the patterns and the tapes that are getting played all the time in the background of our subconscious mind. So we think we're always here in our conscious mind because we're conscious and we're aware of it. We move forward throughout our day, but we're constantly in the future thinking about what we're going to be doing or we're thinking about the past. And when we're in the future and the past, we're not in the present. We're not handling what's going on in the moment. And so since our conscious mind can't take care of the present, guess what does? Our subconscious mind, the 95% is going to take over the steering wheel and handle the decisions we make throughout the day. And that's 95% of our day. So what I realized is I was trying to change the little 5% and convince myself of what I was aware of. And when I started to focus on what was going on below the surface, that's when I started to see the changes happening. Because there's all these programs and tapes and patterns that are just going and running in the background and helping us determine and make decisions and choices throughout our day. And what we want to do is have alignment between our conscious mind and subconscious mind. Because so often our conscious mind is, I want this, and I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to be a successful business person. I'm going to make this much money. And our subconscious mind, the part, you know, belief beneath the surface, the iceberg, is going, no, 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 you don't, because... People who have a lot of money are evil. And if you are successful, it means you won't have time for your family. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're successful, it means that you're going to leave people behind or whatever programs you have. So the part of you that's not aware, the subconscious is pulling this direction. Your conscious mind is going in this direction. What you really need is alignment, though, between the two. And so when you work on your subconscious and you can change the programs that are making so many of your choices, almost like magic happens Hmm. because that's what's driving so much of your, your day and your decisions and your choices, not just your conscious mind. So how do we tap into the subconscious mind? So one of the first things that we can do is, is become more aware of what's actually going on in there. Cause if you have a conversation with someone, most people have no awareness about what the programs are that are going on in their subconscious. So there are a few questions, a couple of questions um, that people can ask throughout their day 
to uncover and start to bring to the surface what's actually driving them, what the patterns are that are actually driving them. My favorite question that I invite people to start asking is when they notice an area in their life where they're stuck and they keep trying to change and nothing seems to change and they've read the books and they've done the courses and they're like, but I still procrastinate. Why? The million dollar question I always invite people to ask themselves to start to uncover some of the programming that's going on is what would I have to believe to be true in order to keep experiencing this over and over again? So we act in accordance to what we believe. We will always act and think and feel based on what we believe to be true. So if you're stuck and you're like, I keep acting this way, it means your conscious mind wants to go in one direction, but it means what's underneath the surface, your subconscious programs and your beliefs are going in the opposite direction. So if somebody is a procrastinator and they're like, every time I have to start a big project, I put it off and I put it off and I put it off and I don't know why. You ask yourself the question, what would I have to believe in order to keep experiencing this? And when people sit with that for 30 seconds or a minute, this does not have to be a, you know, a lengthy exercise. People start realizing, oh, I don't actually believe I'm smart enough to do these projects. I don't actually believe I have the skills. I don't believe I'm capable of this. I think I'm a fake or I'm a fraud or I'm a phony. And you start to get these little hits of like what's underneath the surface and what's pulling in the opposite direction. Hmm. And when you can jot these down on a piece of paper and you look at them, it's sometimes it's absolutely fascinating going, oh my gosh, all of these doubts and fears are sitting here beneath the surface. I'm saying I absolutely want to go this direction and I've got this list of beliefs like I'm not smart and I don't deserve this. And if I get successful, my sister won't like me anymore and I'm not actually capable and I'm a fake and I'm, people are going to find me out. And you sit there and you go, no wonder I procrastinate. It actually makes perfect sense and it's totally logical. It's not a weird thing. We just have these beliefs underneath the surface. So the first thing anybody can do is just get some awareness and asking themselves that question is, is, absolutely one of the best quickest ways to start to have that awareness in their day. Wow. So now that now that we're aware, so I'm going to give you a concrete example. One Great. thing we talk a lot a lot about on the show is poverty mindset. You know, we're unconventional leaders. A lot of them come from myself included, um, you know, backgrounds without money. And now that we're building businesses that and and you know, working to become wealthy, we struggle with a lot of money mindset stuff. And so let's say we have this belief of like, I'm not worthy of money, or I have to work really hard to make money, or people who have money are evil. Like we're starting to unravel some of these poverty mindset things. Now that I'm aware that I have this belief, what do I do? Mm. So there are a handful of ways people can change their minds. Mm -hmm. So there is repetition, that is the slowest, <laughs> slowest, but cheapest way. So people who will tell themselves over and over, you know, affirmations, that's kind of the goal of it. Just tell yourself something over and over and over. That can take years and it is really frustrating sometimes. And it's not the most effective, but it is the cheapest and it's free. Um, there is a way of changing your subconscious 
And it's, it's a version or variation of either hypnosis or auto-hypnosis, where when you are in the theta brain state, right before you go to sleep or right when you wake up, those times are ripe because you are highly suggestible at that point. That's why people have recordings and they'll have recordings about wealth and abundance. And if they listen to those right when they wake up, instead of reaching for their phone, which primes them to look for, oh my gosh, you know, this goes wrong and this is happening. And, and then suddenly you're off into your day. If you take advantage of the morning and evening times right before you go to sleep and as you fall into sleep when you're in the theta state, you can start to reprogram your subconscious with different recordings that are focused on abundance and really healthy money patterns. Um, that does re require repetition. Um, and some of the really, really deep uh, mindset challenges, you know, can take a really long time with that. What we've found in the work that I do actually can go in, pinpoint an exact belief like, um, people who make money are like, I'm not the type of person who makes a lot of money or people who make money are evil. Find that some part of you still is holding on to that. And what we do is we completely dissolve the belief, like, like gone, completely gone in a matter of 15 or so minutes. The same, and it's the same way. Well, and, and think about it. It, it seemed amazing to me, but Think about, think about Santa Claus. You held, like most people hold on to that belief as a child. Of, it's true. It's real. He brings me present and you hold on to that. And then you start to hear a few kids at school go, it's not. And maybe some part of you doubts it, but another part of you is holding on to it. And then the day your parents have that conversation with you and go, and they explain and your mind let's go of the belief forever. And it never comes back. And what happens, the mechanism for what allows your mind to let go of a belief is you realize you never actually saw him. Like your brain goes back through all your memories and it's like, oh my gosh, that was a mall Santa Claus. Oh my gosh, those were dad's boots. Oh my gosh, that was a Santa costume. I, I, didn't actually see him on the roof. I just heard, and it's like your mind kind of goes, doo, 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 realizes it never saw Santa Claus. And that's what allows the mind to let go of a belief. So we do the same thing with any other belief is we take people through this really elegant, simple, beautiful process that allows the mind to see you never actually saw that wealthy people were evil. You saw mom saying that mm -hmm. when, and when you go through a very specific process and your mind goes, oh, I saw my mom saying that I never actually saw it in the world. It can actually let go of it. And you can go from being like, no, I really believe it's true to at the end of the conversation going, I can't believe I ever thought that. Hmm. And it goes away. And so our process helps people like actually take these beliefs. And instead of trying to take, you know, tape over them with um, hypnosis or auto hypnosis, or instead of trying to use repetition to convince yourself of something else, it literally goes into the subconscious and dissolves the belief. And then it never comes back. So our process is really, really, really incredibly fast, but it's also not free and it's a much bigger investment. Right. So explain to me, like super elementary, because I'm a little confused on how, how do you 
dismantle that belief in the subconscious and it not be a conscious thing. Because I know, like, for me, my, my thought process is, okay, I believe that, you know, I'm not the type of person to make money. So yes. then that brings that forth consciously, right, to this, uh-huh. the conscious mind. And so are you dealing with that belief now in the conscious or how are you addressing it yeah. now? Does that make sense what I'm saying? It does. It okay. does. It, and, and bringing awareness to what's in your subconscious brings it to the conscious mind. So you're a step ahead. You understand you have that belief. It's in your conscious awareness. Now our process can deal with it right there. We can have a conversation. There's no need for hypnosis. There's no need for you to be in a trance. There's no need to go into the subconscious beyond your awareness. We just have a conversation because you brought that belief into your conscious mind. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. And so how do people respond to this when they, when you tell them that they're, they don't have to go into hypnosis or have some kind of energy trance or kind of like, is there resistance around that idea? Like I can't be that simple. Oh my God. That is our number one challenge at this point with the business. And that's because people have beliefs, strongly held beliefs, you know, from our parents and our grandparents that came post-war era that went through the 50s and 60s where you had to climb your way up the corporate ladder in order to be successful. There was no internet. Women didn't have really high paying jobs. Everything was different there. And these beliefs get passed down generally, generationally because we listen and absorb whatever our parents say and pull that in and that gets stored in our subconscious. So, so many people still have the beliefs that change must be hard. Change must be difficult. Change must take a long time. I was just in a Facebook group the other day and there, the, the lead, the guy who runs it was like, I'm reading this book and I want to let everybody know personal development is the hardest thing that you're ever going to do. And it takes so much time and it's going to take you years and it's going to, you're going to have misery and pain and suffering, but it's worth it. And I'm sitting here going like, it just perpetuates people going, it has to be hard. Here's this expert telling everybody it's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. So When we first started, we didn't realize so many people had that belief. We would take people through the program. But if we didn't get rid of their beliefs that change must be difficult, change must take a long time, they could actually experience everything they wanted. They could get rid of their procrastination. They could get rid of their perfectionism. They could get, they could find it easy for them to set boundaries. They could get rid of all of their money head trash. But at the end, if they still had the belief that change must take a long time and change must be difficult, they would actually go, no, no, no. That's what, I think what's happened is I took some vitamin D and it's really changed my brain chemistry. Or they'd say, I think it's all the work I did as a child in therapy. This pos- couldn't possibly have helped me. They will find a way to explain it that is in alignment with the beliefs change must be hard. They wouldn't even accept. They could say in one sentence all the changes they experienced in two months, but then they would try to explain it that it was some other reason, some other, something else created the change because it couldn't have, they couldn't have possibly experienced everything they dreamed of in two months time. Mm. So it's a really dangerous change must be difficult. Change must be hard is one of the most dangerous beliefs. And now we always look at those beliefs about change up front, because if you hold on to those, you can experience success, love, happiness, joy, and then you'll sabotage it. You'll find ways to go, no, this isn't real. This isn't happening. And then you'll throw wrenches 
into your day and create challenges and problems for yourself where they don't even exist. Yeah. So what what makes you unconventional is that you are going against a, a really a cultural belief, like you said, that change is hard. And so you're having to hold fast to your own truth and what you believe in order to help us and, and use your gift and your business to, to influence other people. And I know as, as unconventional leaders, it's really hard going against the grain and standing for something that you believe in and not second guessing yourself like, well, maybe I should change this and change that and change who I am and change my business and change my message because this isn't, you know, uh, this is hard. It's, it's really hard stepping outside of the box. So mm-hmm. what would you say to that, to, to those listening who may have their own messages and things that may not be accepted right now and culturally, but they believe with all their heart and it's something that's so true to them. How do you, how do you personally hold on to that? Even though it's, it's sometimes hard convincing people. I think, um, I just, I had to convince myself first so that I could just be super steady in here. And that's like, if you go to our results page, it's it's like three miles long. And every once in a while when I'll I'll have a day where I'm I'm talking to people and they're like, that's impossible. It's not real. Sometimes I'll just pull up the page and have like reminders of no, 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 no. So, you know, depending on the state of your brain and how much sleep you have and how healthy you're eating, you can have times where even if you're solid and you're deeply confident, you can just feel worn down and there can just be a lot of coming at you of people who don't believe in you or what you do or your methodology or say like we get that it's impossible. And so I think having just a few pieces, whether it's your own results page or testimonials from your clients, um, things that remind you of like, no, you've got this, you're solid, this works, you've changed lives. Having that like a click away, like saved as a favorite or something on your toolbar that you're like, and then you just pull it up and you take five minutes, again, especially if it's in the morning, right as you're waking up or at night, right before you're going to sleep where you're in this highly suggestible state, that can be really powerful and kind of give you a little reset or recharge. Mm, I love that. Now I have one final question left for you, Erin, but I want to give you an opportunity. You have a training uh, more about this. Where can people connect with you, learn about your, your offering? Yeah. So at mindfixgroup.com, we have um, a free training. It's a one hour video that dives into the, just how beliefs and thoughts and emotions and behavior and actions all interplay so that people can have an understanding of how they can start trying to change their actions and behaviors in a different way than most books would suggest. So that's available at mindfixgroup.com. Just click on free training. Um, I'm also quite easy to get a hold of on Facebook. I'm the only Aaron file there. So pop my name in and um, I post most days of the week with different stories, client successes, um, and tools and uh, connect with people there. Awesome. I just friend requested you a minute ago. So you'll see Heather Parody up there. <laughs> Already accepted, girl. Yeah. All right. right, Very last question. Let's say we were to go back in time and you were leaving that therapist's office and you just got hit with this, this truth of, you know, that this, you're in an unhealthy space and that you're finding your self-worth through action. And now you're sitting out on this journey to figure out how to, how to get unstuck. And it's before Mm -hmm. your business, before your coaching, before your revelation personally of of how to overcome this. 
if you go back and just sit with her for a moment and tell her one thing, what would that be? I would tell her that the way you are now with your struggles, it's not permanent and it's not you forever like this you are not stuck with the challenges that you're facing now it all makes sense if we popped your hood and looked at the programs that are running underneath your actions and what you're experiencing your problems and your challenges make total sense it's just you have some some beliefs that don't serve you and beliefs can actually be changed you know, it's, it's totally possible, totally possible for you to change and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to take a long time. If I had had somebody to tell me that it would have given me the hope that I was looking for. I went for so long without hope and I went for so long believing that everything had to be hard, that what I believed inside wasn't actually changeable and that I was going to have to fight through what I had been programmed to believe ever since I was a young kid. Nobody told me that it was changeable and that change could happen fast. And um, I got to some really, really dark places because I didn't have that hope. So if someone could have shared that with me and been like, it's possible, it happens. It can happen for, it happens to so many people and it can happen to you. That would have been really helpful. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.